Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Are you the type of man who overthinks things, who uh, ends up involving himself in ornate, complicated calculations inside his head, who gets an idea and then starts to ruminate upon it over and over again in more and more minute and strange deviations? Are you the kind of person who finds themselves inside their head a lot, thinking, thinking, trying to figure out the answer? If you are, then you're, uh, you're not alone. A lot of guys that I work with when I'm starting to talk to them initially about concepts to do with meditation, awareness, flow, spontaneity, they often say things like this. Yeah, look, I'm I'm the kind of guy who's very analytical in my thought processes. And they say it almost like they have a special type of brain. Even though they know that overthinking things is not necessarily the most effective way to become spontaneous with women, there's a certain kind of pride associated with this idea that my mind works differently than other people's. I've just got this thing where I I can't really meditate or focus because I just overthink and critically analyze everything to more and more minute degrees. And it may be a curse, but it's it's kind of my thing. I'm here to firstly burst your bubble on this to let you know that you don't have a special type of brain. I mean, everyone has a special type of brain in the sense that we all have our own individual thing going on, but yours isn't built inherently differently than anyone else's. All that's happening is that you've got into certain habits of thought processes. And often this concept that you have of yourself as being someone who is a deep analytical thinker is really just a defense mechanism against relaxing into accepting and being coming aware of what actually is. Because m- the majority of anyone's thoughts are completely fucking useless. Right? And that's, sound, that's kind of a bold statement to say, but uh, I, can, I can back this up. If we, if we were to catalog somehow every single thought that you had on any given day, the vast majority of it is repetition, right? It's not like you're coming up with uh, amazing, unique, genius concepts with every thought that you have. The reality is that you get certain themes which uh, you're stuck on because they're something to do with a problem you're dealing with in your life or they're a philosophical issue and you ruminate on them and run circles around with slight variations throughout the day, burning up calories and mental energy on something which is essentially just repetition. What do you think about that? You're not coming up with unique concepts all the time. And the fact is that unless you have an actual specific analytical problem to solve. Two plus two equals what? Uh, I need to figure out the logistical way for me to get from point A to point B. I've got a decision to make about which of these things to purchase and so on. The reality is that most of those extra analytical thoughts are completely useless, redundant and unnecessary. So that the point of this today really is to look at the way that you are utilizing your limited mental energy and is it benefiting you? I used to be somebody definitely who fit under this category of thinking of myself as being a special thinker. You know, somebody who thought in, in a different way than everybody else. That I would plumb the depths of an idea to its most minute conclusion. And that was, even, and even though what that meant was that I was not present, was that I was often not really able to relate to people because I was thinking in kind of convoluted extreme ways, I had a certain amount of pride around that. Yeah, okay, so I'm, that, I'm the guy who's figuring things out. But the, tr- the truth is that you don't really figure things out by thinking about them, right? If you, if you were to look back over any major insights that you've had in your life, epiphany moments, moments where things made sense, where you just knew, okay, this is the course of action that I need to take. I need to ask this woman to marry me. I'm gonna quit that job. 
fuck it, I'm going to move to Iceland. Or an inspiration, an artistic inspiration, a song, a piece of writing. Like I used to be a songwriter, was in a, in a band for many years, and every time I sat down to write a song, it was grueling. It, it just didn't work. The lyrics that came out were forced. And when I got on my bicycle and rode and just, and just started humming the tune, that's when the lyrics would come to me. Right, because it's in those moments of spontaneity, of actual flow, of inspiration, that you have your little insights. That's where you have your original thoughts, if there is such a thing. Uh, that's where you have the, the moments where out of the ether or out of God knows where, you have your special insights. The sitting down and pondering and thinking over it, typically, very rarely is the place where you're going to have your insights. A lot of men that I work with consider themselves to be analytical thinkers. And many of them work in fields where they are dealing with numbers, where they're dealing with code, where they're dealing with logic constantly, where they're sitting in front of com computers and trying to, uh, you know, I mean, actually, to be honest, I don't really know what they do. I just know that they come to me and, and they say things like, all right, I work in front of a computer all day and I have to figure stuff out in a linear and logical fashion. Um, and I'm glad you guys are doing that because that means that we get telephones and finances that work and machines and buildings that don't fall over and all of the amazing things that uh, analytical scientific thinkers have created for, our, for us artists to just waft around in and have a pretty cool time with and be able to use these machines like, wow, I can just access all of humanity's knowledge by doing this. So thank you for doing that. Please continue. However, you guys know this better than anyone that this often leaves you in a position where you, if you're trying to go from that type of thinking, into a social flow, there is often a really difficult glitch to step, to step from. Uh, most of my clients fit within these realms and I need to be able to give you guys effective tools to be able to shift gears, essentially. So the first thing that you need to take on board is that your adherence to and your commitment to analytical thought is your downfall. The vast majority of the day you could actually spend outside of it, if you're, particularly if you're in a field where you have to use this logical linear thought process to solve problems, okay, that's your job, you've got to do that, fine. But every other moment, pretty much, except for when you need to make linear decisions, could be spent in presence and awareness. That's where I try to keep myself at all times. Right now, that's what I'm doing. I don't have a script, which means that it's going to be loose and I'm, I'm going to trip over my words sometimes, it's not going to be perfect, but it is going to be real. So far it has been real. I decided that I wanted to talk to you guys about a theme, which was essentially insight versus analysis, or talking to men who perceive that their analytical thought processes are them and something to be proud of and something that's particularly useful when I don't think it is. That's all I came to with this video and now I'm riffing based on a flow and an awareness. For guys that are good with seduction, yes, we have, uh, we have general themes and concepts. In my system, we have the five principles which underlie everything, so we're aware of these core operating principles. But when it comes down to actually interacting with somebody, we rely on our ability to flow and vibe. And most men that come to me to learn, they come to me because they see me as the, the chilled out Zen seducer dude. Right? That's, that's, kind of my, that's kind of my archetype, which is why I attract the guys that I do. Guys look at me and they go, all right, well, that guy isn't high energy. He's not over the top. Uh, he seems to just be kind of a normal person. It's not true. I'm not actually normal, but sometimes I can appear to be. And he just speaks fairly normally to girls, just doing nothing particularly flashy, yet gets results. And that's the, the kind of results that men who come to me want to replicate. And I'm here to tell you today that the foundation of that is the counter to the thought processes of analysis. Right? The guy that is trying to go into an interaction with a girl and think his way through it, plan his way through it, try to analyze what she's saying and, and try to figure out what is the very best thing to say, that's the person that gets locked up and choked. 
That's the person who comes across as forced and unnatural. The man who is able to step into his awareness far more often than he is into his analysis is the man that is going to become the natural. So if you're willing to accept my hypothesis that thinking too much is useless and that most of your thoughts, sorry to say, are a waste of time, then what do you do about that? What's the alternative? You can't think your way out of this problem, that's for sure. And that's the, that's the classic issue is that people, especially when they're dealing with things like social anxiety, approach anxiety, repetitious, unnecessary thoughts, like how do you get out of that? And I can't rationalize my way out of that kind of thought process. So the answer is to shift into visceral, physical insight through awareness and embodiment. I can't give you guys you know, full instructions right now, but I would just want you to get your head and your embodiment moving in a different direction, which is that if you accept and understand that, okay, this monkey mind of mine, this analytical mind, which is running around in circles, repeating ideas all day, is burning my life. And it's actually taking you away from living in the present moment. It's bringing you to points where you're not actually experiencing being alive. And it's a really, I mean, it's a really tragic thing that most people spend their lives inside their own brains, pondering things that don't have any consequence, running around in circles. When what you really want to be doing is being right here, right now. Smelling the smells, hearing the sounds, saying hello to pretty ladies, walking down the street, being present and actually experiencing this amazing, mysterious, whatever this is, experience of being a human being alive on this planet in this amazing time in history. So. The simple thing that I want to give you guys today is the simple process of moving your attention somewhere new. Most of the time, if your attention is up in your brain, somewhere within this sphere, often towards the front of your head, that's where a lot of people spend a lot of their time. And as people get older and older, you can start to see this getting ironed and creased into their faces, right? If you see people who spend their lives thinking too much, they have lines carved into their foreheads uh, as this point of focus of introverted solipsistic focus has become welded and carved into their flesh right so I mean I'm 37 years old people often tell me that I don't look that old and uh, probably that's because I have lots of sex with young women and eat good food and try and breathe good air and uh, stretch and do qigong but it's also to do with the fact that my face is relaxed because my awareness is dispersed throughout my body. Right? So as I'm walking along talking to you guys here, I'm feeling the touch of my feet on the ground. I'm feeling the temperature, the chilly October temperature uh, of the New York air. I'm listening to the sounds of the cars and the jazz that's going all around me. And as I'm doing this, I'm drawing myself into a trance-like state. It's actually kind of a bizarre position to be in, staring to the camera, speaking without thinking, being aware and in flow in the moment. And that's the space that ideally you, you want to be sitting in as much as you can during your life. Of course, all of us, myself included, get up into our heads, get into stressful thinking patterns, sit there and ponder things over and over again. But what you can start to do is make the, your emphasis and your focus on being out of your head into your body, out of your head into your body. That's the simplest advice I can give anyone who wants to start learning to become present and aware and meditate, is to shift the focus from here to your feet to start with, or to your extremities, to your fingertips, or to, and or, areas of your body which are uncovered, right? So if I start to focus my area, my attention on my hands and my face and my scalp, because those are uncovered, I can start to focus in on the temperature. I can shift my awareness to what I can hear, to the sounds around me. I can shift my attention to any of my other senses except for this thinking linear mind. And as a result, what's gonna happen is you are going to start to experience more of life. You're going to start taking more of the actual information 
that's being presented to yourself, to present it to your senses all the time. And so you're going to start to minimize the distance between yourself and the outside, right? Because when you're up in your own mind, thinking and thinking in circles, there's, there's layers and filters between this part of you and the outside world, especially between you, this brain, and a pretty girl that's walking by. In order for the guy who's been sitting in front of the computer working on an analysis of some type all day to be able to step out of the office and walk up to a girl and go, hey there, what's your name? He needs to be able to minimize that distance between him and the woman. And to do that, he's gonna to have to very quickly come out of that office and get out of that analytical space and back into this presence of being alive here now. Because when I'm in my senses, in my body, reaching out to say hello to somebody or is a really, really simple thing. And as a result, people respond. Whereas if I'm up in my head thinking about things and then go, okay, there's a girl over there and I'm supposed to approach her and how do you wave, you know, I better wave and say hello. Of course, it's gonna come across in an uncalibrated, unsexy, unnatural fashion, right? And that's, that's the core skill that I have developed in my life. My verbal game is okay. Many aspects of my seduction skills are just decent. But the thing that is exceptional, or much better than the average person, is my ability to be present and in the moment. To be able to not have a distance between myself and somebody else, between myself and the outside environment. And so I feel like I belong. Even though I'm a complete stranger in this town, I've been here a couple of days, uh, you know, it's a wild and wacky place that I don't necessarily understand completely, I feel at home here because I'm at home in my own body. And as a result of years of practicing to get out of my head, into my body, out of my head, into my body, I can make that switch in the amount of time it takes to make a decision, right? So for you guys there, just to wrap this up, who consider yourself to be deep, philosophical, analytical, intellectual thinkers, you're gonna have to let go of that as some kind of badge of honor or uh, the concept of yourself as somehow different or separate or special and accept that, okay, you're just a normal human being who's practiced thinking way too much and that the vast majority of those thoughts are not really worth much. They're a waste of time because they're taking you away from actually being here and alive. They're actually robbing you of your ability to experience life truly. And they're certainly not assisting you in your abilities with women. So make it a priority to become not an analytical thinker, but an insight experiencer, to be someone who sits in awareness more often than he sits in his mind. So I hope I've uh, sold to you the concept of why it is important to be person of awareness as opposed to a person of analysis. This is James Marshall in amazing New York City signing out. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.